This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Stars broadcaster Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What is up, everybody? How's everybody doing on this beautiful Tuesday, even beautiful Tuesday night? I'm Cristiano Simonetta, joined alongside by Stars head coach Rocky Russo. Welcome to Outside the Box on 93.7 The Ticket. We're talking Lincoln Stars hockey for the next 58-plus minutes. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685, or text us that same number, 402-464-5685. Rocky. What's going on? A busy, busy weekend for us. Games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you guys were able to decompress over the last couple of days. How was that? I'm not decompressing. My wife has got me on a sugar detox. Okay. And it's supposed to be a 21-day detox. I'm I'm on day two, and I'm grumpy. I'm irritable. My head hurts. I'm in sugar withdrawal. And I don't even eat a lot of sugar, Cristiano. It's not... It's not the processed sugar or candy or whatever. It's like I just want a strawberry. I want a banana. Um, but it is really good for you to flush your system of all of that that bad stuff. And so I I can't have any milk in my coffee. I can't have any oatmeal in the morning. <laughs> so I uh, I can't have anything to any any adult beverages. Well, that's probably the hardest one for you to kick. Um, well, it's fine during the week until <laughs> yeah, Friday exactly. when we play. It'll be fine. I like to have a, a drink after the games, but I also like the occasional Nutrizio energy drink, a, a proud sponsor of the Lincoln Stars. And, and uh, there was a couple of those left over in the refrigerator on uh, from the game on Saturday, and I walked in today, and I was just staring at it like, God, I want to have one of those right now, but I'm being disciplined. And she tells me that after a couple of days, I'm not going to feel quite so irritable and it's going to be well worth it. So I'm, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. Yeah. And our friends at the station, Beatrice Baker, you're not going to be grabbing any of those cakes anytime soon then? No, I made sure that I got a couple bites of those uh, that I still have at the house. I've got a uh, chocolate Merlot one that I, I absolutely love from Beatrice Bakery. So I, uh, I got a couple bites of that on Sunday. Before I started uh, the cleanse on uh, Monday there. And it was fully her idea. She's like, all right, this is what we're doing. It's going to be great for you. But for the next 20 plus. No, no. I mean, like she basically said, I'm going to do this. And she didn't pressure me, but she was like, I'm going to do this. And I cook dinner every night, which means I kind of would have to be finding a way to help her do it anyway. And I'm like, well, if you're going to do it, I might as well do it. And I'm already regretting my decision. (laughs) Look. I don't know how you can do that, especially just everything that's been going on with us over the last week. And we have another two-game series this weekend, a Saturday night home game uh, against Omaha. Once again, we're going to get talking about that last Saturday game, which I know was on everybody's mind. And it was just such a cool game. We'll get into it a little bit later. But just to preface that, I had so many people reach out on social media, text, hey, the Stars are back. Did you see that game on Saturday? I was like, yeah, I, I saw it. I, I was there. So there's this buzz created around this team once again, and it's something we see in Lincoln, at least this is my third season here, two years ago, the last you know normal quote-unquote year, was once you get into January, February, we start to see these crowds, and boy, Saturday was just an unreal atmosphere. It certainly was, and, and uh, you know that was my, my first true 
icebox experience. Don't get me wrong. We've had some unbelievable moments in the icebox this year. We've had some really great crowds. But I think that was probably our first over the 3,000 mark this year. And uh, I think we're going to roll that back with another one this Saturday, which is pretty awesome. But it was loud. It was energetic. Uh, The fans were into it. They were chanting. Obviously, we got a big 5-1 win. And uh, and I'm sure, uh, I know for a fact, there were some folks that had not been in the building for a few years that were extremely complimentary of, of our on-ice product, what we're doing during intermissions, during media timeouts. They love the family atmosphere. And I know we got some folks that are really excited to come back. Yeah, my girlfriend, who's not the biggest in the hockey, she saw like 10, 15 of her friends just walking around. And she's like, wait, you guys don't really like hockey but yeah it's a stars game it's military night of course we're gonna come so like pairing that with military night we were able to raise officially over seventeen thousand dollars going straight to the nebraska warriors it was just a really cool night all around it was and and the jerseys were great obviously uh cory came to us with a couple different uh couple different mock-ups of some jerseys he does a great job with those and uh, we all kind of came to the consensus on the one that, that we eventually picked. And I thought they were sharp. I thought they were clean. I know the fans really liked them. Uh, the, the players really liked wearing them, which I thought was really cool. And, and uh, you know, we got to we got to uh, thank and, and give back and, and really just show some appreciation to our military personnel who uh, are, are sacrificing their their. Uh, lives and freedom and and everything else to to try to take care of us here at home and and I know that a lot of times that that gets taken for granted a little bit so it's great to be able to put that into perspective and show gratitude for all those folks that are making the commitment to be a part of our U.S. military. Yeah and I know your dad was a firefighter well known in the area where you grew up and were there any other family uh, members that were tied to the military or anything like that? So my my dad was uh, was a uh, uh, army reserves. My my uncle was in the army, um, and then uh, my my grandfather. Both my grandfathers were were in uh, World War II. My my grandfather actually fought my on my mom's side. Fought for the Canadian Army, and uh, got a uh, he he was awarded a Purple Heart. Uh, my grandfather on my dad's side was also awarded a Purple Heart uh, for the U.S. Army, and then. Uh, then I've got obviously civil servants. My my dad was a fireman, and and my uncle fireman, my my brother-in-law fireman, my my other uncle sheriff's department. So uh, all these folks have uh, in my family have given back and and uh, really sacrificed a lot so that they could take care of the people around them. And and I just have a lot of appreciation for people that are willing to do that. It really puts my job my silly job into perspective when it comes to what I do day in and day out. A hundred percent. And me too. I mean, the fact that I'm able to talk for a living is only made possible by those countless brave men and women. And we had an awesome ceremonial puck drop for a fallen soldier, um, you know, that had Omaha ties and hockey ties. And it really started off the night pretty well, having Daltz and uh, Cam Mitchell, the captain of the Omaha Lancers, it's a moment of togetherness, and then on the ice, you know, it's a Lincoln-Omaha rivalry. Of course, of course, and and uh, I'm starting little by little to buy into that rivalry a little bit more every time we play those guys. But um, you know, it was a it was a great event from start to finish. Obviously, a fantastic result for us, getting our second win of the weekend after a big uh, a big uh, late 
heroics game in in uh, Sioux City on Friday night. Yeah, Corporal Deegan Page's family was honored. We gave them some signed pucks. We gave them a jersey. It was really nice of the guys to to do that for them. And that's the least we can do, right? I said it during the jersey auction too. The least we can do in those situations is to just simply honor those people. Absolutely, and I I think it it really goes a a, a long way when it comes to um, you know those people just understanding that we care and, and that we want to show them appreciation for for what they've been through as a family and we'll dial it back to the friday night game in sioux city against the musketeers a team that was ahead of you guys in the standings at that point it's a 4-4 game you guys have battled so hard to get to that point after uh i think you mentioned it cameron whitehead you know it's not even calling it a bad outing from Cameron because he makes up for it with so many saves uh, throughout the game. But then you have Lucas Wallen streaking down right wing. We thought he was going to get set on a breakaway with under 20 seconds left. He stays with the play. He ends up scoring with 8.8 seconds left in regulation. You had the best view of it in a suite up above on that side in Sioux City. What was going through your mind during that last We've got to give credit where credit's due. That that night it was Caden and Barrico in the net. Oh, I, oh my goodness. Um, That's a rare blunder for me. I, it is. To start off it the is. Show. Uh, but Caden was in the net on, on Friday, and he did let four in, but, but I can't blame him for any of no. the four. I thought Caden made some 10-bell saves. He was absolutely fantastic in that game on, on Friday. Gave us just gave us a chance to stay in it. We didn't start well. We were down 3-1, then we were up 4-3, um, and and we give up a power play goal. Man, was our PK so good on Friday, too, and, and we made a mistake. They tied it up, and, uh, you know, that game just looked like it was going to overtime, right? And I like our chances in overtime against them, but I really wanted to try to get that, that – uh, win in regulation and not give them the point. And, and uh, we made a nice play. Thompson made a great play into space to Wallen. And uh, he got a bad bounce, stuck with it, got it to the net, uh, kind of got tied up in, in Christian Coast's skate a little bit and, and ended up with, with Wallen, who kind of pulled the Bobby Orr dive across mm-hmm. the <laughs> dive across the crease area and and uh, was able to, to direct it in between the, the, uh, the legs of Alex Tracy with 8.8 seconds left. And I did have a pretty incredible view of it. I was sitting right on the goal line at, at that time. And uh, I jumped up to run out of the, the suite. I, I was suspended this weekend. Everybody obviously knows that now. But um, I jumped up to run out of the suite and uh, got halfway down the stairs, realized I forgot my phone, had to run back, had to run back down, got down just in time. Luckily, Sioux City had called timeout. I wanted to be there when the guys got off the ice, but I also wanted to see the last eight seconds. Sure. So got there just in time for the center ice faceoff and for us to uh, kind of seal the deal on that win. Yeah, Caden and Barrico, those four goals scored uh, against him were, you know, one-on-one chances, a two-on-one opportunity. Does, does it help? I know it's a simple question, but when you have Caden and Barrico or Cameron Whitehead, routine saves they really do make them 99 out of 100 so how important is that when you know your defense does falter a little bit they can make those saves and it also frees up your offense to do some work man those guys make they make all the saves they're supposed to make and a whole bunch that they're not and we saw that throughout the weekend with with Caden on Friday Cameron on Saturday and Sunday and and uh you know we'll talk about Sunday a little bit but I didn't think Cameron was very good in the first half of the game and then he was incredible in the second half of the game and so um you know those guys have been uh, obviously a a consistent piece to our team all year long it doesn't matter which one of them's in the net they're going to give us a great chance to win 
You're listening to Outside the Box. We're still going in segment number one. Call us, text us, 402-464-5685, talking Lincoln Stars hockey. Well, Saturday night, aside from the crowd, there was even a bigger storyline, and it was Yu Sato's first career USHL hat trick. He was bumped up to the top line, made you look really smart, you and your staff. I kept telling you guys uh, on and off the air, but what led to promoting number 17 given that opportunity you know what i i uh i i've loved the way you has played since the new year um and uh he had a he had a little bit of struggle when he first came back from from world juniors he had a couple games it was that tri-city game and then and then i think we played sioux city and he kind of wasn't really going and then about the second week of january we had a conversation and and kind of talked to him about his obligation as a veteran player and uh, and he's been really consistent. I've been wanting to try to find a way to to get him a little bit more opportunity. Uh, we kind of popped him into uh, into the right wing spot with uh, with Marcellus the weekend before on Saturday uh, against Tri City. And then um, you know I I didn't I didn't really like the way anything went on Friday night in Sioux City. And and I know we won, but our five on five play just was kind of okay. Um, and so we made the, you know, I, I, I kind of switched a few things up. I wanted to get Johnson back with Marcellus. That was kind of priority number one. Cause I know those guys are comfortable together. And then I wanted to give Usado an opportunity to play on the top line. And, and, uh, you know, it's no secret. I've been kind of searching for the right person to play with Aiden Thompson and, and Lucas Wallen all year. And there's been guys that have done a really good job of it in spurts. Griffin Jaraki did a great job for a while. Luke Johnson has done a great job for a while. Gleb Varemyev did a great job for a while. But um, none of those felt right in my gut. And and so as I'm as I'm going through a year um, and kind of thinking about line combinations and different things we can do, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to – you as – traditionally played the right wing for us all year and I said you know what I'm going to put him on the left side that'll put Johnson on the right side he's more than skilled enough to deal with the off wing um let me go ahead and put you up there and, and see how he does and and he made me look like a genius he's done that a couple times yes, right I popped him into raft spot uh late in the game a couple weeks ago he scores a goal mm-hmm. um and then and then he has three on on Saturday and and uh, made me feel pretty good about that decision and then it was Cameron Whitehead I'm pretty sure on Saturday making 29 of 30 saves whenever there was a breakaway for Omaha and the momentum was starting to you know maybe get towards the Lancers in spurts of that game he had three goals in the second period but Cameron was just as dialed in as Caden was the night before he was he was actually outstanding the first goal he gave up not his fault, um, you know, but but he could have he could have dealt with that adversity the wrong way. Instead, he turns around, pulls it out of his net, settles back in, and just absolutely laid it down the rest of the night. And we made some mistakes. Obviously, you just said the word breakaway. I think they, we gave up three or four of them, which is unheard of, quite frankly. But we we caused uh, or forced uh, some pucks at the offensive blue line. We pinched at the wrong time a couple times put us in uh, a bad spot and and Cameron was there with some big time saves for us and then obviously you know we're able to uh, to pull away and get the 5-1 win and Usado scores the hat trick in the third period did you think for a moment maybe I'll snag one of those hats in the locker room after the game they were collected no no that's I'm not all big into the memorabilia side of things I uh you know I I was just happy for you he got his 
he got his puck and and uh, he had a smile on his face the size of uh, of a a tanker truck and and uh, I just told him after the game how proud I was of him and and uh, the effort that he had and I thought he played great on Sunday too like I said in my press conference I know that that he wasn't on the score sheet but I thought he was very impactful in that game as well and he got actually you know with uh with Noah Laba out he gets bumped onto the power play then and so he went from uh playing in the bottom six to playing in the top six to playing on the power play and uh that power play unit scored two goals on Sunday so um you know he might find him, himself a home there for a while we'll see obviously Noah Laba has been a a big piece to our power play but he's out for one more game and and so Sato will get at least one more crack in, in that role. Yeah, Noah Laba out, Doug Grimes out up front. Henry Nelson's been dealing with an upper body injury on the back end. So you go into Sunday with a very, very short roster, 10 forwards, six defensemen, two goaltenders. You couldn't suit up Caden as a defenseman or a forward. That never really went into your mind at all? No, gosh, no. Um, you've got to have a backup goalie anyway. But uh, no, I mean, the reality of it is is we've been we've been trying to – expand our roster a little bit and and uh for whatever reason this this league it is very challenging to get players um and i'm i'm very cautious about who we bring in the locker room i really like our our character uh with the group we have i i think our culture is really taking hold i think we have a family type atmosphere and and uh so I want to make sure that whoever it is that we do put in there, you know, obviously with Nick and Billy and I working together to find those pieces, we need to make sure that, that they're the right fit on and off the ice. And so um, we did add a player uh, that'll be that'll be playing uh, playing with us moving forward, Braden Stenard, who uh, was with Sioux Falls, but uh, but he wasn't available for for the weekend. And, and so we uh, we went in short, ended up shorter. Griffin Jaraki got hurt. He'll be out for a couple weeks. And we actually finished that game with three lines and, and six defensemen. It felt like a uh, minor hockey league game. And it was 3-1 to one Omaha leading after two periods. Any other team, I mean, we can just break it down to the last two Lincoln Stars teams that I've been a part of. Those teams, there's no chance they're getting back in that game, and the team two years ago scored the most goals in the West. But when the odds are stacked against this year's group, when the adversity is there, you guys really don't break, you don't falter. Somehow you're able to put up two more goals in the third period, one with under two minutes left. Why do you think your group was able to be galvanized in that third period? Well, I mean, part of it is the fact that we've done it, right? And and once you achieve success in, in those situations – you know that you're never out of of a game. Um, you know we went in and we talked at the the second intermission, and I said, "Hey guys, like nobody, nobody would blame you if you just you kind of kind of hang it up and and coast through this game and and call it a day. We've got four out of six points on the weekend. We're feeling good about ourselves." I said, "But your your mind will quit a lot earlier than your body will, and if you're able to be tough enough and strong enough mentally." to get through it and just continue to play the right way for the next 20, we will get what we want. And, and so we obviously get a power play. We score a goal. Tony scores a big, a big goal from his uh, office over there. Him and Daltz have the same office. Yes. They don't, they don't shoot the puck quite the same way. Tony's on his strong side. Daltz is on his offside, but they both tend to score from that area a lot. And, and then we had the media timeout and I said, guys, I don't care if it takes till we have the goalie out. Like let's let's not cheat it. Let's not cut corners. We're gonna get our opportunity. We're gonna tie this thing up. And and so 
with about four minutes left, George and I were talking and, and had kind of formulated what we needed to do as far as our next two line changes to get to having our, our uh, six-on-five unit out on the ice, which is just our first power play unit plus Gleb. And, uh, and George looked at me and he goes, this is going to take about 30 seconds. And I laughed and I'm like, you're confident. He said, watch. And, uh, you know, there you go. We end up with a puck on Thompson's stick and uh, Thompson, you know, makes that, makes that Thompson seam pass to Daltz and boom, it goes in the net and, uh, and we're tied. It was funny. I talked to uh, Curtis Carr, the assistant coach at Bowling Green State University today where Dalton Norris is committed, where his older brother Cole Norris is a, a player and he Curtis said Cole Cole actually gets frustrated because Daltz is having so much success and and he's like I don't understand why there's no pre-scout the USHL they all know that he's going to shoot from there and he just continues to score from there it's unbelievable but um, there's so many other threats on our power play it's certainly not a one-dimensional power play unit Thompson showed that he's a threat Johnson showed that he's a threat Joe showed that he's a threat you know, Wallen has been such an important piece to that unit. Um, Lava's been on that unit and been really successful. But those four guys have all showed that they're capable of scoring. And so if you're going to sit on, on Daltz and play four on three, odds are one of those other three guys are going to make you pay. Yeah, and how good was that pass from Thompson? He just gets two or three pairs of eyes locked on him at the left circle, and he's all the way at the half boards. It's not like he's taken four steps in, but that's the effect and the elite talent that Aiden Thompson has on opposing defenses. And Daltz told me after the game, the Omaha bench, all they're yelling is, seam, seam, seam. And yet, goes through everybody, Daltz picks up number 15 on the year. Yeah, you you know, and I'm sure they talked about it too. I, I, I'm... I don't have to be in the room to know they talked about it. But if you if you get caught up in trying to take that seam away, then we're going to go down to down to the goal line exactly. and right to Johnson for the bumper shot or we're going to go back to Joe for the one-timer. So it's not as simple as just taking away that seam or standing there and taking away adults. If that were the case, Alex Ovechkin wouldn't have all these power play goals for the Washington Capitals. But they've got other pieces that are so dangerous that, that you're able to uh, – you're able to to score in other ways if they choose to take one of them away. And that leads us perfectly into our Great Clips question of the week. Dalton Norris currently leads the Stars with 15 goals. Who led the team in goals last year, and how many did he have given away a four-pack to Saturday night's game at the Icebox against, guess who, the Omaha Lancers. It's Princess Night and Date Night. Your daughter is going to be a big part of that one? She's been wearing her princess dress around for the last four days straight. Uh, she is thrilled. Obviously, the first go around with Princess Night ended up being uh, being canceled and uh, rescheduled for this Saturday. So she has had uh, she's had Princess Night on her mind. She was a princess for Halloween, and uh, she cannot wait. I can't wait to see her be able to interact with uh, with all the wonderful people that are going to be there. I know it's going to be a fantastic night for our fans and and for me personally. I you know it's it's tough for tough for my wife to get the two kids out by herself so she's uh she's excited to get them out because she knows how much fun Ronnie's gonna have and Sioux City on Friday it just seems like we're starting to get to that point where all these games matter so much more but we are technically in the dog days of the USHL season right tread trade deadline in about 20 days how do you keep these guys motivated and engaged and kind of emphasizing the fact that yeah these points uh, how you talk about it is they matter as much in February as they will in April. You know what I think the good part is is they know it now. Um, 
they know it now and and they're they're focused uh our culture like i said is is kind of starting to really live on its own and the guys are fighting for it every day and so you know they realize how important they see the standings they realize how important these games are against uh sioux city and against omaha and the following weekend two against des moines and another one against omaha and and so um you know, there's opportunity for us to climb the standings and they want to take advantage of it. And then Omaha on Saturday, was there a favorite chant perhaps on the bench from that last game at home? Yeah, probably not one that I should say on the air though, but I, I if anybody was in the building, they know it was a reference to Omaha's playing ability. Yes. Um, but, Beautifully uh, said. but I thought that, uh, I thought that was great. Man, were the fans into it. It was really cool. Well, it just is crazy to me that you, have this hockey center in Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places, and we'll get more into that with two of our guests, Gleb Buremiev and Yusato. When we come back from break, you are listening to Outside the Box on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 